You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Thursday, December 8th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about seasonal viruses. For the past two years, social distancing kept those viruses at bay, but now they're roaring back. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. If cold and flu season seems to be hitting your household harder this year, you're not alone. This is the year when common viruses that took a backseat to COVID-19 finally return. Positive tests for the flu in the United States stood at 25% in late November, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, compared to 8% at the same time of year in 2019. Respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV, has pushed some children's hospitals to capacity, and COVID hospitalizations are rising again. It's the triple-demic that epidemiologists feared. Those viruses, with the help of a few other seasonal recurring ones, are working together to fuel weeks of coughing, runny noses, and fevers. So if your kids, your co-workers, and everyone you know has been feeling sick, that's why. This season is truly unprecedented, says Caitlin Jettelina, who writes your local epidemiologist a newsletter about infectious disease spread. The high rates of flu-like illness could be an early peak or an early warning of a monumentally bad season. How high it will go and how severe it will be is unfortunately something we have to wait and see, she says. We're at the mercy of time. The problem goes beyond making everyone feel sluggish and icky. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky has confirmed that the flu, RSV, and COVID are putting stress on the U.S. hospital systems. It's the unintended consequence of measures that sought to save lives. Social distancing and mask wearing curbed the spread of flu and RSV in 2020 and 2021. Although there was a warning sign in 2021 when RSV cases in the U.S. had an out-of-season uptick over the summer, an indicator that things were shifting in the wake of COVID. Now these viruses are roaring back and hitting a burned-out healthcare system that spent three years treating COVID infections. These viruses are sweeping through young children who have no prior exposure to them and no immunity. Older people and the immunocompromised are at higher risk, too. Experts aren't recommending dropping all guards to build immunity, but they do note that social distancing and masking measures played a role in throwing other viruses off their historical patterns. By doing that, you prevent all these other things that are less infectious typically, says Mary Crowland, a research assistant professor at the School of Public Health at the University of Pittsburgh. 
over time, people are a little more susceptible. RSV typically causes mild illness, but it can prove particularly dangerous to young children whose small lungs cannot cough forcefully enough to clear mucus. Nearly all children contract the virus before the age of two, but more kids are getting sick at the same time now, and pediatric hospitals have been overwhelmed in recent weeks by the sudden surge. In the United States, hospitalizations for kids four and younger spiked to 61 per 100,000 in mid-November, according to data from the CDC. That rate peaked at 26 young children per 100,000 in the 2019-2020 to RSV season. And some hospitals are now short on pediatric beds. Because COVID largely spared children from severe illness, some hospitals pivoted, opening spaces designated for kids up to adults. Some of those beds never went back. Eric Biondi, director of the Pediatric Hospital Medicine Division at Johns Hopkins Children's Center in Maryland, says the beds there are full. The center even opened surge beds, but those are now full too. The Children's Hospital is no stranger to fielding severe illness from RSV and the flu, but this year, they've hit simultaneously. It's been rough, Biondi says. The RSV spike happened quick. There was no flattening of the curve, it just went up. Now those cases have fallen off, RSV hospitalizations in the U.S. steeply declined by the end of November to about 18 young children per 100,000. But that number is still high for November and December compared to prior years. But the flu continues to circulate. This year, the flu has already caused 78,000 hospitalizations and killed 4,500 people, the CDC estimates. It killed an estimated 25,000 people in the U.S. during the winter 2019 to spring 2020 flu season. Minimal flu activity left the CDC without estimates in the winter of 2020 and the spring of 2021, but the agency noted that less than one person for every 100,000 was hospitalized with influenza, compared to 66 people per 100,000 the prior year. The threats are seen in Europe, too, where the World Health Organization notes that flu season also got an early start. England is also seeing more than a quarter of influenza tests come back positive and RSV hospitalization rates there are on the rise. German hospitals are strained with RSV infections, but babies in countries without robust medical systems are most at risk. Once center stage, COVID is still circulating around the globe, although many people may have dropped their guard as schools went back and now the holiday season has begun. During the last week of November, hospitalizations for COVID-19 in the U.S. averaged 4,200 each day, a 17% increase from the prior week, according to the CDC. Across Europe, COVID-19 cases saw a slight drop of 3.5% in late November. Low vaccination rates compound the issue. By mid-November, just 40% of kids in the U.S. had received a flu shot, according to the CDC. Only 12% of people ages 5 and older in the U.S. have received updated booster shots targeting the Omicron COVID variant. Just under 15% of people in Canada have received a COVID booster since August. There is no RSV vaccine, although Pfizer is working on one and plans to submit it for approval to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration before the end of the year. GSK has also submitted an RSV vaccine to older adults for review to regulators in Europe and the U.S. Even though some hospitals are under stress, widespread closures of businesses and schools seem unlikely. Lockdowns spare medical systems from being overwhelmed, but they can lead to losses in educational attainment and income and negatively affect mental health. But letting winter viruses circulate has its own economic costs. We know that illness lowers productivity, says Nicholas Papageorge, an associate professor of economics at Johns Hopkins University. 
A study examining the economic costs of the flu in 2015 found that it led to $8 billion in indirect costs related to missing work in the U.S. We know that these illnesses are costly and can be really dangerous, but we also know that there are trade-offs, he says. If we're extra cautious about health, it means we're incurring costs elsewhere. Now that there are fewer masking and distancing requirements, virus mitigation efforts fall largely on individuals. Wearing a mask, isolating, testing for COVID, and avoiding large crowds still help people avoid getting sick, and are especially important for those who are vulnerable to severe illness. In the U.S., the CDC is encouraging people to begin wearing masks again. And keeping babies from contracting RSV until they are older can help them better fight it off. Still, when individual mitigation efforts are taken by many, they can have a collective effect. Infectious diseases violate the assumption of independence, says Jetalina. What you do affects those around you. I really wish we approached not just COVID-19, but all these respiratory viruses as a team effort. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, we look at the one thing the Twitter files reveal, Elon Musk is trapped, Checking in on Wired Science, the era of one-shot multi-million dollar genetic cures is here. And on Wired Security, we look at the UK's use of technology to enforce its hardline immigration policy that brings the border into every facet of migrants' lives. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.